0: what's up this is taco man johnny tacos here with another exciting episode of origin stories i have here today john wesley osborne no relationships to ozzy and his band royal diadem so here we go this is
1: origin origin
0: man i love that guitar i love that guitar sound thank you thank you chris for uh for giving me that guitar sound so now leave us alone i'm here with john here today hey man it is awesome to meet you we've been talking for a couple months trying to get this thing going and uh yeah the day is today and i just got i had to listen to your music to get get pumped up for this interview so I I just wanna say I'm i I'm already a big fan of you, and I'm I can't wait for more music to come out. You heard Thank it from you. Taco Man and Taco Man is very, very particular in the type of music he likes to listen to on repeat. So you won't hear any Cardi B on my track list. <laughs> so what's up, man? Um you're at, all the way up
2: in New York. You're an hour ahead of me. So Yes. Um and not New York City. This is pretty much the Canadian-Vermont border. So I'm literally a half hour from Canada. I'm pretty much the farthest north you can get until you need to show a passport. So now, way up there.
0: Way up there, A? You have to practice
2: your Canadian when you get a little bit, A? Surprisingly, there's a pretty distinct like, cultural Divide. There really isn't a whole lot of Canadian presence, which is very weird. Well, some of that is because the, the border is not totally open right now. So for the most part, this this part of New York is very country kind of hick. Um, yeah, but I, it doesn't even feel like New York, really. I, I feel like we're basically a, a, an alternative version of Vermont. so in the twilight zone. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a pretty forgotten part of New York. Uh, the the city is Plattsburgh, which is like 20,000 people. So, you know, smallish city, I guess, but the, the big name to claim is there used to be a military base here. So that's where all the, the economy came from, but it ended up shutting down in 95, I think. And ever since then, this place, (laughs) uh people move out basically and <laughs> i'm 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 really only up here because my uh my grandpa's a pastor and i'm the youth pastor of his church and that's we can get into that a little later but see, that, that's why i'm here now so you're getting ahead of yourself see that yeah, new york it. in
0: a new york minute you know you're quick quick yeah. quick in that new york minute Yep. so <laughs> being up there north uh you, you gotta love hockey you love hockey
2: See, I'm not a huge sports guy in general. I do like hockey, but don't ask me anything about
0: it. Oh, okay. All right. So, I won't. <laughs> I won't tell you how how bad New York is. So we'll, we'll, we'll just. It wouldn't, uh, wouldn't. I'll make too
2: much of a difference to me anyway.
0: <laughs> I'll talk trash on my uh, sports uh, group t- uh, after I get off yeah. of here. So, anyways.
2: <laughs> so, uh, how did you grow up in a uh, Christian uh, family? Yeah. So my, my grandpa's a pastor. I'm from here, but I didn't grow up here. I kind of made a big circle back. So, um, mom, um, it's my mom's side. So my mom's dad is the pastor. So yeah, theirs was a Christian home. My dad's wasn't really a Christian home. I mean, his parents are now, but back then they weren't, he had a pretty rough upbringing. Um, but no, myself grew up pretty pretty um I don't I, I don't I don't want to say sheltered but because I because when when other people say sheltered, I know it's way more extreme than than my circumstance but there, there definitely was um the whole you know anything rock music is pretty much of the devil <laughs> at least on my mom's side my which is funny because my dad loved that stuff growing up. Um, do you know who one bad pig is? Yeah. Yeah. That's like, that's pretty much like that and Striper are pretty much his favorite bands and Petra he, and, uh, bride. He likes bride a lot. So he, he was used to all that. And, um, my mom came around eventually. I mean, she kind of had to, right. Cause I write, hard rock stuff <laughs> <laughs> metal stuff. So it's either, um, she would disown me or get over it. So thankfully she chose the latter. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, we, we moved around a lot. Um, we've lived in Maine, we've lived in Colorado and Texas. And then I came back up here where my wife is from here too. So I met her here and, but yeah, um, Definitely grew up in a Christian home, even though faith wise, I would, I specifically remember when I believe I got saved. That was when I was 13 and, you know, that's when I really committed. So even though I was brought up in church and like, that was my life going to church all the time. You know, Royal Rangers. You know, stuff like that. <laughs> I um, I haven't heard anybody
0: say Royal Rangers in like forever.
2: I, I was in yes. Royal
0: Rangers when I was fourteen, over here in Texas.
2: Yeah, it's it's kind of fading out because I because I wasn't really involved in it at all. On, on besides being in the Northeast area. So it must be a region more of a regional thing, I guess, or at least it's become a regional thing. Yeah. um, (laughs) It's it.
0: If anybody doesn't know what Royal Rangers is, it's the Christian version of Cub Scouts with a twist with a twist. We, I didn't really go out on any camping. Uh, Our camping was locked in the church and being (laughs) preached to for eight hours straight so yeah that that, yeah. that was my camping trip so you can tell <laughs> that I'm, I'm very outdoorsy <laughs> <laughs> so yeah grow, so growing up um you know with with your mom's side being more um uh what is that word more towards um uh, basic um christian music right without the without the beats and the drums and the guitars is more your basic, uh, seventies eighties, yeah. uh, Christian hymns. And yeah. Uh, and then your dad is a rock and roller with, uh, the yeah. Christian rock, which, uh, bride, I am still trying to get you on my show. I know you listen. <laughs> I know y'all listen. And also Mr. Bloodgood, you too. I do. I, oh listening. yeah. Yeah. So, i've been trying to get them on the show so i know they listen anyways uh back to you this is about you not about me (laughs) this is a this is not a selfie moment uh okay so so you grew up uh with that it was kind of a mixture of kind of a different attitude it it, it was kind of a weird upbringing right do you have a rocker dad and a conservative mom and it kind of it, it it's kind of like in in ireland where a catholic marries a protestant you don't really see that too often yeah so um so how did that go through school how was your school how was the the day in the life of little john in, in school <laughs> were you were you the um, the the top guy were you popular or were you the kind of the shy <laughs> You don't look like a shy guy. You look like a one. You look like Zach Morris. If Zach Morris had more facial hair, if you don't know Zach Morris, then you're not my age. Okay.
2: (laughs) Okay. So I was homeschooled about half of my upbringing and then, okay. It's, 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 there's basically three phases. So kindergarten through third grade was Christian school. Fourth through eighth was homeschooled, and then high school was public school. What? That, that's a fantastic time to be introduced to high school. Oh yeah, <laughs> ninth grade and <laughs> knowing absolutely nothing. <laughs> all the, you know, you know, kids just make so many um, sexual innuendos and jokes the whole time that are just like they're just over my head because I was like I was not exposed to any of that. They're all laughing at stuff, and I'm like. What are you guys talking about? And then I got ruined. So
0: you got, <laughs> yeah, very, you, got very tarnished. Interesting. you got tarnished. Yes. You yes. Got talk about hitting something full speed right at the get go, man. Uh, high school to me was a totally different animal than middle school or elementary high school. Yeah. It, I, I, I try to repress my high school memories. (laughs) So, (laughs) so, so growing up, um, you, you, um, you went, um, a hundred percent, uh, on your vow to God at 13. But I know during high school, that's a time where some people veer off the, veer off the tracks a little bit, uh, you know, and, and God understands, you know, God's a forgiving God. So, uh, did you veer off a little bit? Did you start listening to more secular music, more rock? Cause I, I, I sense a lot of, when I listen to your music, I sense a lot of, uh, influences from, uh, you know, secular bands.
2: Which is funny because specifically Royal Dianem. I don't know, just the, i i hard rock i guess is the bare minimum of what that genre would be i guess um because most of the secular that i listen to is pretty much strictly metal i'm not really in the rock side of things that tends to be more just the christian area but um i i I, you might appreciate the story on how i even got into um anything remotely heavy anyway considering i was uh you know, sheltered, whatever, not exposed to rock super early. So man, it had to have been, I think I was in middle school. Yeah, I think so. Or late elementary. Um, Mom went to the Christian bookstore and got some new, you know, I think it was like a Nicole C. Mullen CD or something, you know, It picked someone off K-Love in the early 2000s. You know, she got a CD off that. But this CD came with a sampler on it that had a Reliant K song on it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Pressing On, which is from their second record. And I just remember getting... I had no idea who they were, but I just remember getting the sampler, you know, I'm checking it out. And and this is the only song on the sampler that was remotely heavy. Everything else was like pop, R&B... Soul, you know, blues, whatever. So I I think it was track eight was, uh, this Reliant K song came on and that opening it was like, I just freaked out because that was the first time I, I ever heard distortion. And I was like, this is so cool, but this feels wrong. (laughs) So, so what I did, but I loved it. So what I did every day after school I would crawl under my bed with a boombox and just loop that song. Uh, <laughs> he 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 was uh... hoping my mom would never find out. I'm I'm sure she did. Moms are smarter than that, but she probably was like, okay, they're not screaming, so I'm not gonna you know I'm not gonna hunker down on it too much. That that came later. But Ryan K was the start of Dude, guitars can sound
0: like that. That's sick. Yeah,
2: I, when I first
0: heard uh, distortion, it, I'm going to show my age again. Was when Jimi Hendrix. Uh, well, I, I didn't see him in person. He was he was long gone by. But my yeah. mom, my mom loved uh, old. Uh, well, it's classic rock, or is is it oldies now? I think it's oldies now. But the, <laughs> the way the distortion, it just brings the song fuller it makes the song fuller when you add some distortion you can even add oh, yeah. distortion in your voice and and it yeah. brings up a, a fuller um which is called reverb and um so so yeah i can see i can see how you got you can go you got hooked on real quick with that because reliant k
2: is a pretty awesome band yeah yeah I, I like them a lot and then pretty much the next step was disciple because you know there's a scream once in a while, but not too much. I was still, okay, screaming's not for me. You know, I'm, I'm not going to go there, right? <laughs> because the journey to heavy music is a slippery slope, right? <laughs> so then um, my youth leader at the time, uh, I was in his car and they were playing Azalea Dying. Uh huh. Okay. And that they played The Darkest Nights. And that, that's when I first heard legit growling. I'm like, dude, this is way too much. And then, well, you know, I, I ended up loving it anyway because the riffs were so cool. And then someone was like, you need to check out Living Sacrifice's Reborn album. And at, at that point, it's it's just gone. I'm a total metalhead now. Uh, and now I love Broken Flesh uh, <laughs> uh, and Tester, you know, like the extreme stuff. I'm, there's no limits for me now. So it's funny how that evolves over the years. So,
0: so you, you had a little, little taste of the metal and you wanted more and you, and you didn't just go, well, I'm just going to stick with this type of metal and be safe. You went full blown extreme.
2: (laughs) It it, it took a few years to get there. Cause I, you know, I hung around skillet and disciple for a year or two or whatever. And then. When my youth leader said oh you like worshipful lyrics you need to check out living sacrifice's reborn album i'm like boy this looks scary and it sounds scary and the guy's just barking the whole time but these lyrics are so good i think that's what drew me in ultimately anyway was i noticed that that depth difference between what i always heard on the radio versus what these hardcore metal bands were saying Cause I, I, I don't know if you're, you're probably familiar with that album, but most of it's just straight up worship lyrics, but they're written. So you can tell it's, it's, it's a real experience that they're speaking from. It's not this. And not every artist on Christian radio is this, but sometimes you hear songs and you're like, okay, this is saying the same thing as this other guy said, this is the same generic formula. That they just said does it really mean anything to them or are they just making it because their labels telling them versus stuff that's actually coming from uh that personal relationship with christ yeah and
0: and a lot of the heavier stuff they they don't go towards the new testament they're they're more towards the old testament uh, i actually have oh. a friend that does <laughs> some heavy stuff it's uh he his band is Hard Look. He's the gentleman that yeah. did my intro. And, oh, cool! Yeah, and yeah, he's the sound guy at our church, and oh, are you
2: serious? That's cool. So I, I heard I heard the episode of you and him. So
0: yeah, yeah, he's, he's got some heavy. He's got some heavy stuff, and he's a one man band. You yeah. know, and uh, I I I like all types of like i said i have an eclectic uh array of different types of music but i've always felt back into the into the metal because the metal was my growing up as a youth it, it was what i yeah, grew was- up on i grew up on metal and country but the country was subliminally because i used to sleep on my grandmother's couch and she would turn up country every morning so i, yeah. I was thinking could i make george straight into a metal song so. <laughs> so, yeah, did you, did you, ha- um, when you were going through high school, when you were, yeah. um, you, you must've been in some garage bands. When did you start, uh, picking up, uh, vocals? Uh, what year did you start wanting to sing?
2: So that's actually kind of recent. Um, cause most okay royal diadem is the first project that I've ever been a part of slash done where I am the vocalist and since I would say the inception of royal diadem was really last year so uh, basically this time last year so royal Diadem's a year old and because I've never been confident in my singing now I've I've always been like a like a secondary singer, like, you know, you got the front man, you got the guy who does stuff once in a while, kind of a singer. I've always been that. And I was confident with that, but every time, and you know, everyone probably relates to this, but I hate hearing my voice. <laughs> so <laughs> you talking or singing. I hate hearing myself. So with, that was one thing I kind of had to get over with Royal Diadem. Cause Uh, that was a challenge for myself was okay i know i can sing and you know i'm developing it and trying to get better at it so i just need to get over it and learn how to like hearing myself because if i'm going to do this as a solo project i gotta learn how to you know be be comfortable with that but um traditionally in all the bands in the past except one or two I've been mainly a guitar player, although uh, bass is my favorite. The guitar, <laughs> guitar by necessity, because we already had a bass player. Or you know, yeah, it's that versus the bass is my thing, and I've always wanted to do bass, which now I do in Diatheek. That's like my thing now. Um, and that's your like, that's your
0: <laughs> progressive rock band, right?
2: Yeah, do you think it's like a progressive mellow death thing? So if you if you take songs, um, uh, X toll is a big influence, so is Seven Horn Seven Eyes, uh, Scar Symmetry. Uh oh, there's one more big one. Uh, Becoming the Archetype's a big influence too. Takes take their methods and how they write songs, but just blow them up. And I'm I'm very classically minded too. So it's got like classical influence in there as well. But the, that's my brainchild band. So I I tend to push the length of songs to more than eight minutes and whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, like I was telling you earlier, I, I had a uh, progressive band when I had my record label and they would, they would easily do 10 minute, 15 minute songs. And then I tell them, hey, you got a 30 minute set. I don't need you just do one song. You know, you, you you have to do at least three songs. So what they end up doing is stopping what they talked and then just run it through. So it, it just felt like one big long song, thirty minutes. I don't know how drummers can do that for and, and keep going. I I would after I'm done, my hands would be like I'd be trying to eat a, eat something my uh, eat my tacos, and I'll be putting hitting hit me in the face with the tacos. So. Um, yeah,
2: Mike's Mike's a machine. He uh, it it beats him up though. He's not. He he's still human. But yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, we we both have that that mindset for excellence. Um, do you? Have you ever heard of a band called City of Auburn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard. Okay, so that's my brother. So that's Mike. He's the front man. You, you so mean, yeah. I need to
0: need to talk to him. So,
2: yeah, he's he's a really cool guy. Excellent. I mean, he's a great drummer, but his gifting is being a front man. He's a fantastic vocalist. Well, you have great vocals too. Like I told you
0: earlier, I I thought I was. You know, you have like a like a a sound of Miles Kennedy. You know who Miles Kennedy is from Alter Bridge?
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So so when I was listening to it, I was, I was thinking is this like early works of Alter Bridge when uh when <laughs> before they broke off to Creed and then come back to Alter Bridge you know it's it's very good the 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 music itself To what i heard that song i heard you know it's it's very well um very well edited, very very well made, and I um, I like it. But we're getting ahead of ourselves, you know. we and it's good, it's good, it's good because we're, we're we're buds, we're buds now, we're brothers now, we're brothers in Christ. So we can just yeah. get off topic for a second. What I want to know yep. is when did you pick up a guitar? You, you were you hiding under the bed playing the guitar too?
1: <laughs>
2: well, of course, I got an acoustic first, so I didn't have to worry about that. No, and I'm, I'm actually glad my my parents did that. They said, Okay, if you wanna get if you wanna get serious with electric, um, show us you do acoustic too. Which I'm glad they did because acoustic's harder to play. So when I did get to electric, my strength was already I was like, Oh wow, electric is cake. So yeah. um I, I think it, I I started with piano. I took four years of piano lessons and then when I was It was actually around the time I uh, really committed my life to Christ, I wanted to switch to guitar. So I did that and I started writing songs pretty much instantly with the little I knew. Like, I have a friend in Colorado who I remember, you know, he taught me my first bar chord and then I like went on YouTube and figured out where other chords were and with the four or five chords I knew total, um i started writing a bunch of very poor songs but <laughs> it was that it was that initial you know get the creative juices flowing um so yeah i've been playing guitar for yeah since probably 13
0: and I'm, how old are you now?
1: Raised,
0: I'm 29 29 a youngin yep because uh, yep. i was thinking That's when younger. you were saying that you were a kid and you heard as i lay dying i was like I, their first album was like two, 2007 2008 and i was like yeah he's he's uh he's a little younger <laughs> than me i'm 45 so yeah just oh, a little wow. I, I, I wouldn't have guessed that well thank you you know fr- you everywhere
2: <laughs> so, but uh so yeah and then the bass just came with it because we've my brother, Mike, he originally wanted to learn bass, so my parents just got him one of those $100 Ibanez GOs, you know? <laughs> those yeah. junk basses. And he lost interest, and he went to drums, so it was there. So I was like, okay, well, I'll figure this out too. So guitar and bass came together, but I ended up picking up upright bass in college, so I I did a lot with that. So that's why I say I'm more of a bass player, but... Uh, guitar is really fun too, of course. Well, I used to get the
0: guitar <laughs> magazines, and at the end of the at the end when you scroll down, I mean not scroll down computer, <laughs> when you flip pages, I'm trying to talk with the youth too, so yeah, old school flipping pages, yeah, yeah, flipping pages. Um, and and just to let people know that when he said that disc sampler, it it came in a round disc, it's plastic, you know, it wasn't inside yeah. of a box, electronic box. And you had to actually uh, put it in a device. You know, it didn't come wireless. Yeah. Uh, but I used, at the end of the, uh, like towards the end of the, the magazine, they had guitar uh, little licks. And yeah. it was the cheating one. So it had it had the, the guitar strings, you know, and it showed yeah, where your tab. finger had to go, to the tabs. And, yeah. and um, I got to learn... Uh, I was big into secular when I was I was younger, so I got to learn Alice in Chains. I got to learn yeah. uh, Metallica uh, One. Metallica One. I think I I played that guitar playing one <laughs> until somebody was asking, "Can you at least play two? Maybe three? We you've been on one for forever. There is numbers <laughs> after that. So uh, so was that like how you were when you were looking at? Uh, at uh, YouTube, trying to learn. Uh, was there any uh, YouTube influencers that you you admired uh, uh, doing guitar?
2: Not particularly. Um, I don't know. I uh, I guess the way I taught myself was I would look at others play and try to emulate them but I've equated that directly into songwriting. So I didn't spend time learning other people's songs per se. I'm more like, okay, let me borrow that technique and write my own song with it. <laughs> so I, I wrote quite a bit when I was younger and I always tried to write harder than I could play. So I could get better, but no, I, I wouldn't say as far as guitar playing, there really isn't a straight up. This is my number one influence kind of a guy. Cause I don't know, again, I wasn't really into, I, I didn't really listen to secular anything back then. So, you know, what 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 guitar heroes really are there in Christian, aside from maybe Oz Fox from Striper and like a few others, like all the heroes are, you know, like you said, you know, there's Eddie Van Halen and Jimi Hendrix and people yeah. like that. So well, you know, there the a lot of the
0: guitar licks if you like like you said, if you go on a radio station, um when when you hear one, one uh song and then you hear the second song and you go, Well they kinda look sound similar. So uh and what I've learned uh working uh, in the media department at my church and listening to uh listening to bands play and it's pretty much the same chords. Sometimes maybe a half second more, or yeah. or a quarter second ahead, uh, behind, or you know the the melodies are are it's the same, but maybe a flat or yeah you know uh, that's why I really felt that I couldn't just get away from secular music because. I love the instrumental. I I love instrumental part of the music, and that's what you get lost into, is hearing the the different instruments, and yeah. and I I have to admit uh, that was that your your guitar playing on this song. Yes, it, it, I I loved it. it. Was it was it was raunchy but not too raunchy. It 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 was a a clean um we'll say new metal kind of feel to the guitar yeah so yeah uh but again we're getting we're getting to your band we we, i want to know about your childhood so yeah you're you're this rock and roll legend in your mind (laughs) in your mind you're playing these chords you're you're making up these songs you're 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 rocking it out did you um you you had some garage bands um during high school or or did you were you were you the cat uh well, i'm on were you the cat's meow to the ladies
2: because you were a guitarist
1: <laughs>
2: definitely not i was pretty insecure in high school i and i was an i was uh, in orchestra i played the upright bass in in high school so people knew me for you know just being an orc dork right
0: yeah
2: so um the the first official band i was in and this is just comical um that was in high school um, yeah a little actually eighth grade too but this was when i was living in denver and uh some guys in my youth group who you know were actually metalheads like they wore the pantera shirts and they had the camo shorts and they were actual metalheads and me being like a homeschool nerdy type you know i show up to you group with like a with like a, a collared polo and just white and <laughs> like bright jeans you know did you have the nothing little alligator <laughs> the little alligator right there <laughs> nothing about me was was convincing at all but they were they started a thrash kind of well, yeah, like a traditional metal thrash basically, like mixed Metallica and Pantera, I guess. Um, that they started a band called Dead to Flesh, and they needed someone to play bass. And since I was good friends with them all, or well, mainly the guitar player I was good friends with, uh, he was like, You, you should, uh, you should come over to our little uh jam rehearsal and and uh guys yeah, we're looking for a bass player and I'm like okay I get there and <laughs> oh man i did not fit in at all it was just i mean i can play the stuff decently because they were they were doing like metallica and pantera covers and they were trying to write their own songs i'm like guys i i do not know what i'm doing here but they kept me around for a few months just to I almost wonder if it was them just trying to include me <laughs> because I was the lonely guy at youth group kind of, <laughs> but anyway, that, that was the, that was the first unofficial band I was in, in Texas. Um, that's when things started to get a little serious cause I started taking music theory in high school. So now I can like actually write decently.
0: I'm what like, part, what okay. Part
2: of Texas? <laughs> This, this was like Frisco McKinney area. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, we, we moved there. Yeah. Uh, 2008, we moved to, uh, McKinney and Frisco at the time was like 60,000 people. And now it's like close to 200. I mean, that whole area is like blown up. Yeah. My my mother-in-law. Okay. Yeah. As many parts of Dallas have blown up. Yeah. But, um, me, my, my brother and a couple friends of ours, we started a band called perfect vision and we all wore glasses. So it was ironic <laughs> and that was like a, oh uh, boy, I don't know, like alternative metal, I guess, but it was all singing, right? Cause I still needed to. Um, you know, we didn't want to go in the screaming route because we needed to practice in my mom's living room once in a while. Right. So we're like, okay, all right. She's used to a little bit of heavy, but as long as there's no screaming, we will be okay. So let's just be a singing alternative rock metal band, whatever um yeah we were we were terrible but we were we were high school so you know in high school you you kind of think you're all that like oh i'm in a band like oh look i can play i can do the sweet little tapping riff like look at me i'm so cool but we were we were not that good and then after high school things got a little more serious with a band called citadel and i would say they're like progressive metalcore but not not gent because you know when, when you say progressive metalcore today People think Mashuga, right? Like Jen kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So but no, this was more like uh just very riff based, fast metal kind of stuff with some breakdowns here and there. And then we finally told our vocalist who was in perfect vision with us okay, we know you can scream really well, so we just don't care anymore. This is post-high school. Mom can get over it. You scream. (laughs) So then we started doing that. Um, We actually released a full-length album um, in that, and that came out in 2012. You got a copy of that you could send me? I will ask Mike, because I think we are, I think there's like a few copies left. Or at least the yeah. MP3,
0: so I can at least hear hear how it sounds.
2: Yeah, I think it's on Bandcamp. I, I can send you I can send you the link. It's on YouTube as well. But wait, is it still on Spotify? I don't I don't even know. I'll I'll look that up later. But yeah, it's like progressive metalcore stuff, like very classical minded because that's just how I write. Um, and then after that is when. I went off to Evangel, which is a Christian college. Um, I went off there. I joined uh, with me and a few buddies. I changed direction quite a bit because I thought, okay, I did the metal thing. I'm cool for now. You know, I'm in a different environment. Let's just try something different. So uh, I formed a band with my college buddies called Rocket Flyer. And that is like a like a rock fusion band and I played bass for it. And it was so much fun. It was like a, it was like a rock fusion, but with like a funk undertone to it. It was, it was super fun to me at least. Unfortunately, we didn't really record anything, which sucks because we had a lot of fun songs. Then high, then college is done. I go back to Texas for a little bit, you know, just doing whatever job, because I'm trying to figure out what's God really calling me to and then that's when, okay, I've got leftover material from Citadel that could be a different band because it was way more death metal-y. And that's where diathe comes from. So Diotheque is the continuation of what Citadel was going to be, even though genre-wise, I was uh, very committed to not rely on breakdowns and riffs all the time. I wanted to be more... Uh, core driven more atmosphere more even more classical influence and proggy so think formed from then and then now since i moved up here to new york i've and while this whole thing is going on i've always had in the back of my head and this is where we're going to get into actual royal diadem now so i've always had in the back of my head that i love worship music and I love all this heavy rock stuff, but I don't really see them combined a lot. Um, and it, it does exist; there, there are bands out there doing it. Um, but uh, do you know the album Strong Tower from Cutlass?
0: No, I don't think I don't. Th-
2: oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah, that was like my first worship album that wasn't straight up radio. I mean, it still was an essence, but it had just enough grit to it to get me interested. I was like, okay, this is different. This is nice. I want to take that, but turn it up to the next level and still make it accessible. Like you can put it on the radio if it basically just didn't hit as hard. That's basically my goal. But I didn't want to compromise the energy aspect of it because I'm all about grit and energy. That's just how I write. Things just are going to hit hard. They're going to be big. They're going to be loud and uh, very thick and dynamic and texture. Um, But they're going to be worship lyrics because I just think there's a void with actual heavy worship. That's not screaming. I mean, there are heavy worship out there, um, like uh, Sleeping Giant, For Today, stuff like that. But well, you know, that's mostly screaming. So I'm like, okay, there's clearly this divide here between people who like worship and people who would like heavy worship if it wasn't screaming. So what's the bridge there? And that's what I hope to achieve with Royal Diadem.
0: Yeah, and what I like is I like I like screaming and I like girdle rules. Oh yeah, me but too. I, <laughs> but I but I like I like some clean folks in between. You know, I I was a big fan of uh, asking Alexandria when yep. they do and the older stuff. Yeah. Um, the newer stuff is all clean now. Um, yeah. Back when I was really into secular Whitechapel when it was heavy. Oh yeah. Uh, the newer <laughs> stuff they have a little bit of clean. I I I think the clean mixed with. The screaming and and the distorted voice and and all that it, it just it blends together real nicely and that that right there if if we can if I can find an actual Christian metal band like that uh, that would be so awesome to have the screaming and then and then uh, the clean folks maybe the clean folks in the chorus or, sure. or you know maybe uh the bridge or something something similar to that but you, you like powerful music you know you got that taste of 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 rock so early well you got introduced to it but not fully into secular more into christian but when Ooh. you got that taste it, it's it's just it's it's um it kind of it it, it kind of fires up your emotions like like the Lord does when you have the when you when you have Jesus upon you when you have God upon you you feel that fire that that explosion and that's what I feel with 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 metal yeah oh me too yeah yeah yeah. that's why
2: I'm so drawn to it because it's yeah it's such a um yeah it's such an exploding front and you know we look at we look at the Bible and just the character of God and You know, a lot of Old Testament stuff, you know, you mentioned earlier the a lot of writing within Christian metal is Old Testament, because let's get real, the Old Testament is heavy. (laughs) All right. You just got to read like Judges and First and Second Kings and stuff like that to know that the Bible is heavy and there's a lot of brutal stuff in it. But even aside from all that, um, because on this Royal Diadem record, four of them are originals and four of them are covers, you may have recognized some titles. Depends what you guys play at your church too. I know every church plays different things, but um the Wait four there, covers I did. Covers. Yeah. The the four covers I did that they all used to be ballads. <laughs> <laughs> but like lyrically, I'm like, man, we we're really singing this in a like a down kind of soft monotone way. Like these words like demand to be Sung louder and shouted because they are, they're just so rich in what they are, and that's why um, track three exalted overall. That's one of my covers, which is pretty much a soft song. You can listen to the original. It's by Vertical Worship.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: I, exactly. I, yeah I, I love my, my church. Okay, good. Yeah, I love the song, but I'm like, dude, this needs a shot in the arm. These words are like, it's just straight and vertical. Well, huh? on this so, like, <laughs> like this is magnifying the king of kings you know one name is stronger than any name or any grave any throne you know it's like man this is just so edifying but it's like i can only sing it this loud. like no not in my version we're gonna give it a different backbeat we're gonna make it chug the whole time practically and we're just gonna we're just gonna go hard on it so um but yeah, you know
0: I mean, you know singing a worship song but w- but putting the uh amp to 11 and bringing the uh vocals a little more uh a little more richer uh a little more forward yeah. and it's yeah. it's it's more it's it's a it's a love song but it it's an it's an exciting love song to god you know and yeah. uh you know, you just come in like, like a thunder, you just, it, yep. and it comes in there and, and, and people get so excited, the electricity in, in a, in a audience when, when you're coming up and you're playing that, but you're playing it in a, in a different way. You might, you might be keeping some of the chords together yeah. yep. and some of it, but you, you amped it up. Maybe you added some distortion onto this or you took out, uh, a couple of backbeats um, and a couple of uh, the the piano, and added more more drums, more double uh, double bass to it. When it has a just a single set, yeah. uh, the the roar of the crowd because you get that energy, and that, that right there is God loves them and and worshiping Him, and and yeah. and how how what's what's more to worship God than to scream it out loud, you know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
2: So, yeah. We, And I, I think this kind of comes back to how, how, how do we see God? I mean, obviously God is in the quiet. He is the still small voice. He is in the gentle. Um, and we, we've got that covered. <laughs> we've got that covered, yeah. but, but God's a roaring lion. And we're like, okay, we're, you know, this, this is our story how God through the fabrics of time itself, looked down saw our need, even though he's regulating the entire universe and, you know, making sure the sun stays where it is. So an inch away, we'd freeze or an inch closer we'd be a crisp, you know, all of this stuff that is just not fathomable for the human mind. And he still looked upon our need and be like, I'm sending a savior because that's how much I love you. It's like, dude, uh, how can our response not be, Oh my gosh. Like, thank you, Lord. Like, let's just give, let's give God everything we've got.
0: Yeah. So. A roar and, and not a, whim- a whimper, a roar, you know? Yeah. And, um, and, you know, listening to your music, uh, listening to the song, you know, you, you feel that roar you feel that Holy, Holy. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I, that's what I like. Um, so we're getting into uh well what what i was what i wanted to know uh was your faith ever tested growing True. up since you got into the, to yeah. the rock and roll lifestyle uh i totally that,
2: deviated from your question there
0: <laughs> yeah yeah it's like well i i don't i don't know if i want to talk about that but you know to no uh, no that, not, that's my bad i'm totally
2: open for that you're, um, just,
0: you're just excited about your band i, I feel you i'm excited <laughs> about your
2: band for you and you know. Well thank you. Yeah, I'm I'm just very proud of it. But anyway, um yeah, high school, early college. I don't think there was ever a point where I, you know, took a rebellious stage and strayed, but I definitely became very timid about it, almost kind of a um well, you know, maybe I'm still trying to figure it out myself. So why I, you know, I don't really want to be bold about it right now because I don't even have the answers to everything and no one's going to have answers to everything. Right. But we all should know basics about the Bible and, you know, who God is and stuff like that. And um, You kind of grow up, you know, you, you get to a point where you're like, okay, is my faith my own or is it just a reflection of what my parents want and what my grandparents want and what my church culture wants? So there definitely was a period where in word I would defend Christ no matter what, but in action, it didn't always reflect that and I would either ignore that conviction or just play it off. Like, well, it's not super important as long as I do this and that, you know, how we get, we always try to justify ourselves. Um, so yeah, I don't think I ever really strayed off that. And since all of my bands I were in were technically Christian bands, it's not like, I mean, we, you know, we played bars and, um, we played with secular and all that. I, I was never really tempted to go that way. Um, But yeah, as far as me taking my faith more seriously, yeah, there there definitely was a period of time where it, I just didn't have it figured out. And it was just not quite being nominal about it, but not being super, you know, it not being rooted in my identity, I guess. Like it was a cool name tag and I knew stuff about it. But I'm timid about it anyway for some strange reason. But that all thankfully by God's grace that that is no more. But yeah, so I hope that answers your question. Yeah, we we all all get a
0: a time in our life where we get tempted. You know, Jesus was tempted. Yeah. You know, we just have to, you know, tell the enemy, Hey, you see my boot, you're under it. <laughs> yeah, I uh, said right. <laughs> you're under, under my boot. Um and temptation can get really really strong especially in the world we live in today. So with with that, it, it's it's I want to let the listeners know it's okay if you fall a little bit. Yeah. Our Lord is a forgiving Lord and part of your falling is to is to get closer to to god because i've heard so many stories where uh people went off the beaten path and and they realized that god was with them the whole time yeah and showing signs and then they 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 get older and their hindsight gets twenty twenty, and they go yep. you know what you're right that that was god with me the whole time protecting me wanting me to uh Uh, wanted me to come back to his flock but he's a he he wants to be invited he doesn't he's not gonna jump on you um like the enemy does yeah he he wants you to invite him to your heart so you uh and and you're a kid you you do kid things you know everybody does kid things i did kid things you did kid things but once you start growing older and you're married now you uh, put a, put away the childish things, so to speak. Yeah. I I I know the the scripture. Yeah. It's just I cannot. I'm I'm not I'm not a pastor, so I can't really recite every single word of the scripture. No, oh, yeah. But I I know what it is, and and it's your journey. You have to find your own journey. Yeah. With God, you can't just do it because well, my mom and dad did it or my grandparents did it or people around me is doing it i i have to find my own way with god and if i have to go through the darkness for a season yeah to do it uh, then then by all means
2: uh bring a flashlight
0: yeah so
2: and not only that but it it gives a it gives a spin on your testimony that um, you'll be able to relate to people going through that if you go through it yourself. And that's what, that's why I tell people that, you know, they have crazy upbringing stories and, you know, they, they sound like they're ashamed of it. I'm like, look, dude, you're going to be able to relate to someone that I'm never going to be able to because of what you've gone through. And my upbringing means I can relate to similar circles and your upbringing is—you've got your own circle of influence that God let you walk through, so that you know people may be able to um, come to Him through your through your testimony and how God delivered you from that. So, yeah, and also a testimony—you have to be
0: completely open.
1: Yep.
0: Uh, then it won't be a testimony; it'd it just be fabrication. Yeah. So, that, and that's what I. It doesn't have to have a seven-hour testimony of <laughs> your whole entire life, yeah. but it's to the point where you were this before God. Uh, this happened. This happened. This happened. God was there. He He opened a door for you. You went through the door. You're with God. God is. You're You're more focused on, uh, you know, being more like Jesus, and then uh, what you want to be. Or what what you're pursuing, uh, for his his uh, for his kingdom. So, so yeah, that's that's pretty much you know it, it could be any testimony. It, you don't have to have uh, an, an issue with drugs all your life and then all of yeah. a sudden be saved. That's that's just one of the million. Like you said, yeah. that's one of the million different testimonies. That's your testimony, and you don't have to go. Well, you know what you did this. I'm gonna up you. And say, "Hey, I did this." No, hope not. Yeah. You stole one car. Oh, yeah, I stole five cars, and they had people sleeping in them. You, know, you try to up, like, like your sin was more exciting than their sin. Yeah. Sin is sin. It don't matter how big the sin, how big of the issue that happened, or how small. Sin is sin. Through God's eyes, sin is sin. Yeah. So, yeah. I feel like I'm, I'm feeling, you know, I'm feeling what you're, 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 you're cooking. I'm smelling what you're cooking. (laughs) So, okay. So, okay. So we got, we got that, that, that part that, that you, uh, kind of went over, you know, kind of veered out of the way of it. (laughs) So let's get, let's get, let's get to the, uh, hardest subject. Let's get to your, your music. Yep. So, um this song that that I'm going to be playing for the audience, uh, and I know you don't like hearing your own voice, so I'll edit it (laughs) in later. Or will (laughs) I? You never know. I might do it right now. I might. I have have it right here. So, but um, let us gather. How how did that come along? Were you uh, listening to a verse or going through something?
2: No, so... In essence, let us gather is about Christian unity, um, which is something that I think we lack a lot. You know, we've got we've got all these big walls in between denominations, and I'm I'm actually not against denominations to begin with. I I think they help. Um, you know, they, they they help with your with your convictions, right? Like as long as the church has the core tenets of Christianity down the secondary and tertiary issues. You can kind of just decide for yourself, okay, well, this to me makes more sense. So I'm going to join this crew that thinks, you know, the same way and someone else can go with another way. Like, that's fine. I'm not against denominations, but when the secondary and tertiary issues become primary and we distance ourselves from our other brothers and sisters because of them, that's where I think it becomes a problem. And what let us gather, what, what the chorus says and the, you know, and <laughs> we're going to see how much I know my own lyrics. Right. It says, um, uh, let us gather with one accord with all else aside, we give him adoration. So unity in one accord, Like, okay, I've got my Pentecostal friend, I got my Baptist friend, I got my Church of Christ friend, I got my non-denom friend, I got my independent Baptist friend. We're all together. We all disagree with each other on many things more than likely, but what do we all agree on? We all agree on Christ, who he is, uh, the character of God, what he did for us, substitutionary atonement, he's coming again, he's going to, you know, he's, he's all that, all that good, that good core, you know, Apostles' Creed kind of stuff. We're going to yes. put all of our other divisions aside and be like, we're going to give adoration to the one who saved us. Because at the end of the day, doesn't matter what kind of title you have or what earthly title you may have—Presbyterian, Methodist, Baptist, whatever. Your your real title is bought bought by blood by the precious blood of Christ you are saved marked for eternity forever it's going to be awesome one day when we're out of this life and into his presence where we always long to be and we're all where we always should have been but Adam and Eve did something <laughs> they screwed it up for everyone but so yes, yeah, so yeah, essentially that song is saying let's put all of our differences aside and just focus on The main thing that unites us all. So that's that concept is what fueled that song. Um, And yeah, and honestly, it's pretty much my favorite on the record. Well, there might be one more, but I'm I'm really proud how this one turned out. Has a nice medium tempo chunkiness to it. So just swings, you know, you heard it swings right out of the gate. Just ballsy riffs with. Melodic everything. That's why I specialize and I guess just <laughs> hit hard, but be pretty at the same time.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, definitely. And just to paraphrase what he was saying, all different religions is like different cars, but same destination. We're all in. We're, we might be in different cars, but we're going to the same destination.
2: Well, not n- not all religions.
0: Well, I'm talking about Christianity.
2: Yeah, yeah, all, all denominations, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what yeah. now?
0: <laughs> no, no, I wasn't talking about it. I, I, meant, I meant Christianity. That's the only thing I think about is Christianity. Yeah. Back when yeah. I was younger, I I read about the others, but my main focus is Christianity. So that's why I say, here, I shall re- reiterate. <laughs> all christian re- religious sects sects not se- sect. i can't even say it right i might have to bleep that out and make it funny but anyways <laughs> all, all religious um, aspects are in different vehicles same destination man you ruined
2: my 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 analogies man you, you,
0: I'm you sorry, can't be man, the I'm only sorry. funny one
2: it's the pastor coming out of me i need to chill <laughs>
0: Relax. Relax. I'm I I've been around a little bit longer <laughs> than you. Youngin. You youngin? Yeah, I know. Hey, you got more gray beard than than I do. I got this one little gray beard. Yeah, it's I know. Having I more uh... more daughters than sons.
2: <laughs> gray That's hit me that. pretty early.
0: <laughs> so, um so what what um cuz I'm going to take out um take us out with your song. Um, yep. At at the end, so you won't have to hear your your voice. I, oh, it doesn't I don't matter, matter to me. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> oh well, yeah, I'll do it right now. Okay, I'll make the remix. We'll make it fifteen <laughs> minutes. So, <laughs> um, so what what is your future plans? Are you are you um, striving to make uh, Royal uh, Dynam uh, a? Uh, a household name, a Christian household name. Are you, are you uh, building upon it? Trying to get some tours around the United States. Uh, Boy, so what, what, uh, is, what yeah. is going the future of you, John? Your future. No, no
2: pressure. Hurry yeah, <laughs> up! No pressure. Well, I know where I'm at. I'm supposed to be, and the the problem with the Northeast in general, and especially where I am is there really isn't a music scene, especially nothing heavier. And I don't know anyone here who can even remotely play that stuff since most musicians up here are pretty much leaned toward bluegrass. So I'm not really focusing on the live aspect of Royal item, even though I'd love to, I would absolutely love to, but where the Lord has me right now in ministry up here and I just don't see it practical. Now God can do anything, whatever. And maybe that's just me not being bold enough about it, but, um, no, I, I would, I would love to play this stuff live. Uh, and I know enough people that I could put together a live band to do it. Um, but as far as like what I have control of right now, um, I'm already working on my next album. So in fact, before my call with you, I was in the middle of writing one of the songs. Um, I, I'm just going to keep making stuff. Uh, in the meantime, I'm, um, am since I, since World items kind of basically an online only thing right now, I'm just going to keep doing stuff not the frequency of hard look because we all know he makes an album every two months, but you know, (laughs) you're being generous. You're
0: being generous. It's like every week I hear something new, (laughs) Chris, man. You are a music machine, man. I don't know how you just throw all this down.
2: Yeah. He's a, he's an album factory basically. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I'm just going to keep working. Keep making music and you know whatever whatever God wants to make it a live thing, then cool, but at the end of the day it's for his glory so if it's if it just if it's just an underground indie kind of thing, then cool if it becomes a household name, glory to God you know to me, the only thing that matters is i'm I'm using what he's given me i'm I'm bringing it back to him, you know, and the um, a really big conviction on my end is. We serve an amazing creative God who is the author of creativity. So why should I give him anything less than the absolute best that I can do? Because I'm representing him. So I'm not going to be like the cookie cutter stuff. I'm going to, I'm going to give him the best that I can. And hopefully that is reflective. So then I just keep pushing too. And plus, just in general, my personality, I love having big things to work on all the time. So it's funny because this album came out in October, and I told my wife, okay, I can take a couple months off. That didn't happen. (laughs) I'm like, okay, I've already got ideas for my next record. I got to start writing now.
1: (laughs) Yeah, when (laughs) the skillet's
2: hot, when the skillet's hot, you know, you got to strike. Yeah, well the skills hot, you keep slapping eggs on it.
0: <laughs> yep, that is true. That is true. Yeah. Uh, well thank you so much for being on the show. Um I learned so much from you. You're an inspiration to a lot of the uh lot of the future musicians out there. Um your music is awesome. I, I enjoy the song. What's the E P name? What's the ti- is it self titled?
2: Nope, this is called Jesus Overall.
0: So, yep, overall
2: EP. Yep, you can find it everywhere. It is a it is an eight track. It's technically a full length, so it's eight songs, and then there's two bonus tracks that are acoustic versions. That is very different for me to do as well. They are literally just vocals and acoustic. So it is like very stripped down, almost campfire style. But I'm really uh, happy how they turned out.
0: I should have told you to bring out, bust out the acoustic. We would have a live <laughs> song right now, man. Well, <laughs> maybe, maybe the next time. Maybe when you promote your new album, I will have you back on the show. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yep. But uh, you go on Spotify.
2: Yep, just type in "Royal Diamond Jesus Overall." You'll you'll find it.
0: You um, know when you're when you're looking for you know Johnny Tacos episodes on Spotify, you can go in that, that search browse and look for my friend John's band. So. Again, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, I want to thank all the new listeners who happened to stumble upon here and hear this uh, crazy thing that we got going. I appreciate y'all showing up. Uh, You didn't come here by mistake. Uh, God has uh, sent you here to get some kind of inspiration to get closer to him and to the king. Yep. Um, All the diehard listeners – the the ones that listen to me rumble, uh, ramble on uh, three times a week now, uh, f- about to be four times a week. Thank you. Y'all are the glue that keeps this crazy podcast together. Um, just remember, you know, God has a plan for you. And it might not be today. It might not be tomorrow. It might not be a month now. But, uh, <laughs> but your plan will be revealed to you. Yeah. In his time, so and what I like to do is I always have my guest uh, send us out in a prayer. Do you mind? Yeah. Sure. All right.
2: Awesome. Yeah. Lord, thank you for our time. Thank you for Johnny Tacos and and what what he does uh, with promoting you know, ultimately the truth of your gospel. How it is, you know, the same power that has been here for. For so long, the same same message that convicts hearts and, and causes people to be reborn into what you have created them to be, Lord. Thank you for this ministry. Um, thank you for the chance to um, have myself on this, Lord. It was really fun. And for all those listening right now, I pray an extra special blessing on them. Let them know that they are not alone in their fight, whatever they're struggling with, whatever they're going through. Let them know they are not alone. That you are with them every step of the way. You are the lamp into their feet, a the light into their path. And Lord, you love them ever so. Even if they don't know the Lord, even if they don't know you yet, Lord, you are calling them to you. Let that be a moment right now. That this is this is your sign, whoever is listening. That the Lord wants you now. He wants to know you. He wants a relationship with you, and he wants to give you the life that you have always meant to have, following him in his will and learning from him in his word. So thank you again, God, for this awesome opportunity. I pray that everyone here is blessed today in ways that um, cannot be measured by human means. But we know for beyond a shadow of a doubt that you are walking among us, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. I also want to give out a shout to Pastor John Bell. He will be my first uh, interview well testimony on taco tuesday's testimony uh, please uh tune in on tuesday i'll have it out in the afternoon it's an awesome testimony to hear how he lived before uh what he likes to say bc before christ and, <laughs> and now uh, and what he's doing now to be the lead the lead pastor at 30 at 35 years old awesome of a a church Uh, it's tremendous thing what god does great
2: yeah cool i'll try to catch
1: that
0: yeah all right well i'm gonna send us off with uh the song that that i personally like and i've been listening to it like uh five times waiting on him to pop up on zoom (laughs) um let us gather by royal diadem thank you have a good night god bless you